This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 604. The forecast for today, there might be some patches of fog considering that we had all that moisture move in from heavy downpours last night. But the forecast is calling for a sunny day, just a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon and a high into the lower 90s. Now, the southern tier is finding very little relief from the heat following a few downpours late yesterday afternoon and evening. Emergency services officials say there were no major problems with flooding in spite of the ground being so dry that a quick blast of water tends to run right off instead of sinking into the soil. New York State Electric and Gas likewise reported no problems with only a very few and widely scattered power interruptions in the entire NYSEG service area. The next few days will be an issue with a pull on the power system by air conditioning as very uncomfortable humid conditions persist. The National Weather Service office in Binghamton is predicting high temperatures today around 90, but with dew points in the 60s, conditions are in the uncomfortable range. Tomorrow, the temperature is expected to be a few degrees higher, and NOAA is predicting the heat index values in the upper 90s. No heat advisories have been issued yet for the Twin Tiers or Central New York. Heat advisories are already posted for tomorrow for parts of eastern New York, the Capital District, the Hudson and Mohawk valleys and tectonics. An Oneana man is being charged with over a half dozen felony counts following a 23-hour standoff that shut down a state highway in Oneana over the weekend. New York State Police say 28-year-old Tyler Burr was accused of being involved in a theft from the Price Chopper supermarket on June 20th and reportedly threatened officers with a bow and arrow this past Saturday when troopers tried to talk to him. Authorities say they went to a home on Emmons Hill Road in the town of Oneana just before 8 p.m. on the 16th when Burr aimed a bow and arrow at them and then shot in their direction. The state police and Otsego County Sheriff's officials established a perimeter and State Route 7 and Edmonds Hill Road were closed down. The New York State Police Special Operations Response Team and Bureau of Criminal Investigation responded to the scene. Authorities say Burr attempted to flee the home shortly after 7 p.m. Sunday and was taken into custody. There were no injuries. Burr is charged with four counts of felony menacing a police officer, three counts of felony criminal mischief, and felony burglary in connection with the June 20th theft from the price chopper. Investigators say more charges are possible. WMBF First News Time 607. Family Opportunity Centers in Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga Counties are among community and school-based programs that are eligible for up to $12 million in grants through the end of February 2026. The New York State Office of Children and Family Services and the State Education Department are administering the state and federally funded grants to provide services to help reduce the risk of child abuse and maltreatment and improve education. The funding for the programs is coming through the federal community-based child abuse prevention program included in the American Rescue Plan. Prevention services offered can include formal and informal parenting, building a social connections, meeting family needs, and even substance use disorder services if needed. 
Eligible applicants for the school funding must be New York State public school districts with a 2019-2020 economically disadvantaged student rate above the state average, while community programs can be faith-based or school-based that are not for profit organizations and or public agencies. Applicants for the funding can go to the OCFS Funding Opportunities website for additional information and for the submission requirements. A Binghamton police officer who was killed in the line of duty 50 years ago is being remembered. 26-year-old William Holbert Jr. was shot in the head when he responded to a reported family disturbance on Baxter Street and Binghamton's First Ward on July 17, 1972. According to the Evening Press, another officer, Donald Edwards, was shot in the shoulder. He survived and eventually returned to work for the police department. The shooter, a 46-year-old man who was a Binghamton School District custodian, was wounded in the incident. He was found not not guilty by reason of insanity. Fifty years later, the officer's widow, Sandra Holbert, remains in Broome County, living in the town of Fenton. Holbert says her husband always believed in people and just wanted to help. She says he wanted to move to New York City to join the police department there, but his family felt it was too dangerous, so he became a police officer in his hometown. Holbert says her husband's line of duty death, quote, it was, it was just a tragic thing, and she was really proud of him. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. We're still saving the Southern Tier money at Galt Toyota. Good morning on this Tuesday, July 19th. 6.11 here at WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Let's get a check on traffic and weather. Right now, the Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two weeks and is weather-dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting on Monday, this past Monday. It runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd, weather permitting, so motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, humidity 96%. Today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m., but sunny with a high near 91 degrees. 20% chance of rain. 
Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high near 93. Heat index values as high as 97 degrees. And tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., but mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny with a high near 90. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour, and there's a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 65. 613, you're listening to WMBF. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Last night was Major League Baseball's home run derby since we're just getting into the all-star break here. And Washington Nationals star Juan Soto won his first home run derby. He held off Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez in the final 19-18. 23-year-old Soto hit 53 total homers to win the midseason power showcase, showing off his incredible talent. Soto was locked in at the plate even though even during a tumultuous recent stretch packed with speculation about his possible departure from the Nats after turning down a huge contract extension. Soto beat Cleveland's Jose Ramirez 18-17 in the first round before getting past 42-year-old Albert Pujols 16-15 to reach the final. And Julio Rodriguez, the sensational Mariners rookie, had the most home runs on the day. No surprise there. What was a surprise was that somebody actually beat Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso is just a home run derby veteran now. He loves the home run derby. It's actually crazy. The first year that Pete Alonso won the home run derby, he won a million dollar prize. And that prize was pretty much double what he was making on his rookie contract. One day makes double than he made all year just by winning the home run derby so he does the home run derby every year now of course didn't win this year but put on a pretty good show and since it's the all-star break and there's really no other sports going on gives me a chance to do a little deep dive on Juan Soto and Juan Soto obviously in trade talks right now after turning down a 440 million dollar contract extension with the Washington Nationals and before you say, wow, how could Juan Soto turn down that much money? That's, that would be the biggest contract of all time. Well, hold on a second. Juan Soto is probably worth $500 million. He's probably worth half a billion easily. This is a 23-year-old who could win the MVP any given year, possibly the best hitter of our generation. Best pure hitter. You know, when you're talking about best player overall, then you know Mike Trout comes into the conversation and as does Shohei Otani for his ability to hit and pitch. Is Shohei Otani the best hitter? No. Is he the best pitcher? No. But doing both certainly gives him a little bit of an edge over everybody else. And that's another guy who could win the American League MVP any year. But right now, Juan Soto in the National League, so he doesn't have to worry about Mike Trout or Shohei Otani. I know Yankees and Mets fans have probably heard by now that both teams are a little bit interested in maybe trading for Juan Soto. So I figure I'd take a minute and tell you what that might look like for a Mets fan I would say there's next to zero chance that the Mets end up with Juan Soto simply just 
don't have the same prospect capital that teams like the Yankees and the Padres do. And the Nationals aren't exactly in a position to be asking for major league caliber players because, well, the Nationals aren't very good right now. So does it make sense to trade Juan Soto for other major league ready players just to stay in the same spot? No, probably not. So you look for prospects, and right now the Yankees and the Padres have a wealth of prospects. I would say the St. Louis Cardinals, the other team that's been mentioned in the Juan Soto trade sweepstakes, they probably have an outside chance. I would consider them right in line with what the Mets are doing. I would say the favorites are the Yankees and the Padres because of what they could offer. Now, if the Yankees were to trade for Juan Soto, let's just focus on the Yankees. I may be wearing a Padres hat right now, but I don't think anyone in Binghamton, New York, wants to hear about the Padres minor league system. So let's talk about the Yankees minor league system. If you're looking at Juan Soto, Jason Dominguez is gone. Anthony Volpe is gone. Oswald Peraza is gone. And it might surprise you to find out that Aaron Judge is probably gone as well. Not as part of the trade, but Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent this year. And when you look at the Yankees outfield right now, could you re-sign Judge? Yeah, sure. You could re-sign Judge, but Juan Soto and Aaron Judge are probably going to be making the same amount annually. Judge obviously on a shorter contract since he's in his 30s and Juan Soto only 23 years old. And if you want the answer on who's a better hitter, it's Juan Soto. If you want the answer on who's better for the Yankees, it's probably still Juan Soto. Long term. It would certainly hurt to lose Aaron Judge if you're the New York Yankees, but when you look at that outfield, you still have Giancarlo Stanton under contract. Center field's certainly a question mark, but are you going to sign Aaron Judge to this massive extension and then play him in center field? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think the Yankees would do that. And You also do have to consider that at some point, Hal Steinbrenner is going to say, we can't just spend money. We have to at least spend money wisely. So does it make sense? to put together an outfield of Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and Juan Soto. Well, let's be honest, Giancarlo Stanton is destined for the designated hitter spot eventually. But defensively, Aaron Judge is not his best defensive outfielder in center field. He's a very good defensive outfielder, but he's not his best. And center field is a little rough around the body, especially a big body like Aaron Judge's is 6'7". You don't want that guy playing 162 games in center field every year. Every now and then, it's fine. Every now and then, it's it's even good. But you have other options if you're the Yankees. You can go to Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks has been decent enough this year. Sometimes he's been really good. Sometimes he's been really bad. But overall, he's been decent. Maybe slightly below average. But good enough. So what does a Juan Soto trade look like? Well, it looks like the Yankees giving up pretty much all of their top five prospects and it looks the same for the san diego padres as well if they get in a bidding war i think the padres have more of a need for juan soto but if the yankees were to trade for him you can probably kiss aaron judge goodbye and say all right now it's the offseason time to sign juan soto to that 500 million dollar extension he was looking for and that would pretty much guarantee juan soto finishes his career a new york yankee But he's everything the Yankees want. He doesn't strike out a lot. Career, oh, this year, 16.9K rate. That's very low. It's below average. I believe the average right now is about 23%. Walk rate, 18.9. That's higher than average. The only real room for improvement 
in Juan Soto's game is maybe his launch angle. He could hit a few more fly balls, but defensively, you're not worried about Juan Soto in the outfield because right field in Yankee Stadium is not a very difficult right field to play, especially with the short porch out there. And when you're looking offensively, you're looking at a guy who can really take advantage of that short porch. A guy who walks a lot, who doesn't strike out a lot, hits for a high average, gets on base. So Juan Soto is pretty much everything the Yankees are looking for, and I would expect that they wouldn't have any problem trading away Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe, Oswald Peraza. They will empty their farm system if that means they could get Juan Soto. I got plenty more Juan Soto stuff today. So if you're listening and you want to keep hearing about Juan Soto, keep listening. Every sports update, I'm pretty much just going to talk about how good Juan Soto is. That's what I've been waiting for. I'm doing a news show. I come from baseball. I'm ready to talk about baseball. I'm ready to talk about Juan Soto only. Possibly the greatest hitter in Major League Baseball history when it's all said and done. Very earned comparisons to Red Sox legend Ted Williams. 622. It's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. A slow start to the week for stocks. That could turn around in today's trading. The Dow hit the closing bell down 216 points, but still above 31,000. The Nasdaq and S&P each lost 0.8% yesterday. Rising interest rates are putting a damper on the housing boom around the world, with many central banks doing the same thing as our Federal Reserve, hiking interest rates to slow inflation. Real estate markets in many countries have either slowed or have seen some home values start to fall. Federal prosecutors and safety regulators are inspecting warehouses in Florida, Illinois, and New York as part of a probe into working conditions at Amazon's sprawling facilities. They also want to know if the company has responded appropriately to worker injuries. Netflix will report its fiscal second quarter earnings after the market closes today. The streaming giant's anticipated loss of 2 million paying customers for the second quarter would be the worst quarterly decline in the company's history. Jim Ryan, ABC News. I was 50. on WMBF. Now it's time for A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. You want to live a longer, happier life? Learn to be more optimistic. Really, a new Harvard study of more than 160,000 women found higher levels of optimism were associated with a longer lifespan and a greater chance of living past the age of 90. Optimism doesn't necessarily mean turning a blind eye to what's really going on in your life. Instead, when negative things do happen, experts say optimistic people are less likely to blame themselves and more likely to see the obstacle as temporary or even positive. Optimists also believe they have control over their fate and can create opportunities for good things to happen in the future. One tried and true way to be more optimistic is the best possible self method where you imagine yourself in a future in which you've achieved all your life goals and all your problems have been resolved. It's that sort of visualization that can really help. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today 
for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as, that's 800-730-8405. If you're in healthcare, you know the power of data. At NRC Health, we know data isn't enough. Going beyond data to genuinely connect with each person is what really matters. That's the power of human understanding. At NRC Health, harnessing that power is everything. Helping you improve care for everyone. It's the secret ingredient for the smartest healthcare systems. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. Almost. Six twenty-seven on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I eighty-one from exit six to exit four. The seventeen eighty-one split work is expected to last approximately two weeks and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I eighty-one. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian. Started on Monday, runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. Closures are necessary for pavement maintenance and work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. So motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees. 96% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Sunny with a high near 91 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high near 93 degrees. Heat index values as high as 97 degrees. So stay cool. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny with a high near 90. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour and a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 65. 629, you're listening to WMBF. Individual... time for an ABC Entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. The Bodega Boys are breaking up. Yo, what up? It's the boy Jesus Nice. And I'm the Kid Mero. After eight years hosting various talk shows on Vice, Showtime, and elsewhere, Jesus and Mero are going their separate ways. The statement from Showtime saying the show is done after four seasons. The two, quote, pursuing separate creative endeavors. And if that doesn't sound friendly, there appears to be some drama behind the split. A few online jabs between the two indicating bad Bodega Boy blood. Next up. 
Love Island. Your summer getaway to Love Island starts today. The reality show debuting its fourth season on Peacock after previously airing on CBS. So expect it to be a little steamier. And there's a new host, Modern Family's Sarah Hyland. Fifteen years ago today, AMC launched its first original series. Mad Men would go on to become a critical success, winning 16 Emmys and helping to redefine what a cable and then streaming drama could be. I need your help. And whatever multiverse he's in, Doctor Strange star Benedict Cumberbatch turns 46 today. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. Mo- this is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 65 degrees at 633. The dew point, which is the better degree temperature wise of feeling what it feels like humidity wise. We're at 63 for the dew point, which is very much in the uncomfortable range for today. Sunny, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon and a high near 90. Russian President Vladimir Putin is visiting Iran starting today, and it's intended to deepen ties with the regional heavyweights as part of Moscow's challenge to the United States and Europe during its grinding campaign in Ukraine. In only his second trip abroad since the Russian tanks rolled into the neighboring country in February, Putin is scheduled to hold talks with Iran's President Ibrahim Raisi and Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Britain has recorded its warmest night ever ahead of a day when temperatures are forecast to hit 40 degrees Celsius as 104 degrees Fahrenheit. The UK's Met Office weather agency said a provisional figure showed the temperatures remained above 25 degrees Celsius at 77 overnight in parts of the country for the first time. Amazon is under investigation over workplace safety. For years, workers at Amazon warehouses, which the company calls fulfillment centers, have raised concerns about a grueling pace, uncomfortable heat, and the potential for injury. Drivers have said the demand to meet quotas caused them to skip bathroom breaks and urinate in plastic bottles. On Monday, federal prosecutors in New York and the Labor Department began to inspect Amazon warehouses here in New York, Illinois, and in Florida as part of a civil investigation. They're looking for evidence of safety and health violations and signs of fraudulent conduct designed to hide injuries from federal regulators. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time, 635. Two Binghamton men are facing drug possession charges following a raid on a Conklin Avenue apartment. The Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force says they found approximately 6.07 ounces of methamphetamine, 43 aspazolmin pills, 40 amphetamine pills, 31 sublingual suboxone films, a loaded Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun and drug packaging materials when they executed a search warrant on Conklin Avenue Apartment 1 on Thursday. Authorities arrested 36-year-old Kev- Kenneth Everling and 33-year-old Jamel Nichols. The authorities say Everling is charged with four felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance felony criminal possession of a weapon, and two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia. Nichols was charged with two misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance. He was released to wait for his next date in court while Everling was sent to the Broome County Jail. New York State Police say an alleged theft from a grocery store is what ended up as a 23-hour standoff in Otsego County Saturday into Sunday. Troopers say 28-year-old Tyler Burr of Oneana shot an arrow in their direction when they came to question him Saturday night about the June theft from the nearby Price Chopper. 
And Burr was taken into custody as he tried to flee the home on Edmonds Hill Road on Sunday night. There were no injuries. Troopers shut down State Route 7 from Emmons Hill Road to the Price Chopper parking lot as well as Emmons Hill Road during the course of that standoff. Residents were told to avoid the area but were given no explanation from around 8 p.m. on Saturday. The area reopened at around 7 Sunday evening with troopers releasing information about the standoff yesterday afternoon. Burr is facing felony counts of menacing a police officer and criminal mischief, as well as burglary in connection with a complaint of the June 20th theft of from that grocery store. The authorities say more charges are possible. Burr was sent to the Otsego County Jail. The state police thanked the public for their cooperation and patience during the incident. Pennsylvania State Police say a traffic stop in Bradford County has resulted in drug charges against a Laceyville man. Troopers say they found 47-year-old Donald Goble in possession of methamphetamine and was wanted by the Bradford County Sheriff's Office. Troopers say they stopped Goble near the intersection of State Route 187 and Echo Beach Road in Asylum Township at around quarter after 2 in the morning on July 5th. During the course of the traffic stop, officers say they found Goble was in possession of a quantity of methamphetamine and related drug paraphernalia. The news release from the state police did not provide details concerning the outstanding warrant against Goble that was issued in Bradford County. A 22-year-old Lycoming County, Pennsylvania man is accused of having sexual contact with a teenage Bradford County girl. Pennsylvania State Police say Parker Patowski of Roaring Branch was charged with statutory sexual assault and corruption of a minor in connection with incidents involving a 14-year-old Canton girl in June. According to a news release from the state police in Tawanda, the incidents reportedly happened between around midnight June 1st through midnight on June 25th at a location on East Union Street in Canton in Bradford County. It's 638 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Fans here on WMBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And Kathy, I I feel like a majestic horse getting to stretch his legs and run for the first time in a while today with all this baseball talk I'm going to be doing. (laughs) What what were you getting at? (laughs) It's nice. I'm excited. You know, I I come from the baseball media, and now here I am doing a news show in Binghamton, New York, and it's a good chance for me to really, you know, I don't. When the Yankees and Mets are playing, I'm just, you know, Yankees won last night. Here's what happened. Mets won last night. Here's what happened. But today, there was no games yesterday. Just the home run derby. So I get to do. A, I printed out all my stats. I got all my stats here. I'm so excited about Juan Soto. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> it's it's exciting for me. Very exciting. I feel like I'm back at home in my little basement studio talking about launch angle and exit velocity. You didn't catch the home run derby last night, did you? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I mean, former former Binghamton Rumble Pony, Pete Alonzo, was in it last night. and He didn't win. It would have been his third home run derby win. Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. I know the people around here get pretty excited about their former Binghamton Rumble Ponies. and Yeah, we like to see them do well. Yeah. Might see a few of those Rumble Ponies leave in a trade for Juan Soto in the next couple weeks. We'll see. We'll see. Not not a person <laughs> that's totally out of my, well, using baseball terms, out of my league. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like baseball's out of a lot of people's leagues now. It's not as exciting as it used to be because the math of baseball, the math of winning baseball games is not very fun to watch. When I was in high school, there was a guy that I, I dated that he was one of the ones that had the little thing and kept the stats. Now, you'd like Carol from Johnson City. She's She is really into the stats and keeps track Actually, of everything. Actually, I think I might have run into Carol from Johnson City the last time I was at Marabito Stadium. Probably. I was just, yeah, I was just up there talking to Jacob, uh, you know, just chit-chatting about, you know, who's working the board tonight and what are we going to do next week when we're on the road coming up with ideas on how to make sure we have good records of all the games and good clips for him to use and then carol from johnson city i'm assuming it's carol from johnson city it might just have been another carol she said she's, she's carol yay hi yeah she said she's carol from the first baseline for marabito okay. stadium <laughs> and apparently she goes to every single yeah. game every single home game and sits yeah. on first base yeah. which you know good for her but also crazy because first base is the side that the sun stays on the longest like I'm, I'm a non-sun person. You know this, yeah, so yeah. I would, I purposefully got tickets on the third base side because I know when the sun sets, the third base side gets the shade first, and the first base side has to keep staring directly into the sun until it goes down far enough. These are the things I think about when I go to a baseball game. How can I prevent myself from being in the sun at any given time? You gotta get some melon. What is it? Melanin. Melanin. Yeah. It doesn't work. I've tried tanning. I'm from a beach town, Kathy. I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. Well, I just burn. Not supposedly very good for you, but yeah, you gotta get the vitamin good. D from the sun. I mean, it's a challenge enough as it is in the southern tier. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we got multivitamins for that, I'll take a multivitamin and get my vitamin D. I don't need to go out in the sunlight and well, I'm not burn one that goes out, minutes. but I mean, I'm not a vampire. <laughs> I, I really am, though. I really am. When I, when I go out in the sun, it looks like a vampire going out in the sun, and then they get, like, set on fire and burn up. Like, that's what happens to me. If I'm in the sun for 15 minutes without sunscreen, that's it for, like, three days. Even the I'm vampire in the cable commercial was going to a, a Little League game. I don't think I'm familiar with that commercial, but I... Yeah, it's a... It's a anyway. Sounds like something I'd be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know we got some baseball fans around here. We had that main Endwell team. Win the Little League World Series. That's yes. exciting. Yeah, a while ago, yeah. Yeah. What was that, like five years ago? Six years ago? It, I'd lose track of time. Everyone has lost track of yeah. time over the past two years. That's true. The The past two years don't count. When people ask me how old I am, I have to think about it because it's like... Well, and I well, hit a, one of those know. birthdays that ends at a zero when it was 2020, and that just totally took the wind out of that. Yeah. I went to... One time I went to a bar. I must have been like 24 at the time. Or no, 25. It was after COVID started. Um, and I went to a bar and the bartender or the bouncer checks my ID and he goes, oh, you're good. I'm like, wow, that was quick. He says, yeah, I saw the one in front of the years. I'm like, wow, that is. <laughs> that's okay. I'm getting old. I don't I don't care for that very much. Oh, don't even start with me. <laughs> don't even start with me. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's six, uh, 644 on WMBF. Enjoy. here on WMBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two weeks and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. 
The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting on Monday, this past Monday, from 7 a.m. from 2 p- to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. Weather permitting, motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. It's sunny with a high near 91 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high near 93 degrees. Heat index values as high as 97 degrees. So, try to figure out a way to stay cool tomorrow. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny with a high near 90. Winds could gust as high as 20 miles per hour and a 50% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 65 degrees. 646, you're listening to WMBF. I was 50... on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Last night, Washington National star Juan Soto won his first home run derby, held off Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez in the final, 19-18. The 23-year-old Soto hit 53 total homers to win the midseason power showcase, showing off his incredible talent. Soto was locked in at the plate, even during a tumultuous recent stretch packed with speculation about his possible departure from the Nats. After turning down a huge contract extension, Soto beat Cleveland's Jose Ramirez 18-17 in the first round before getting past 42-year-old Albert Pujols 16-15 to reach the final. Julio Rodriguez had the most home runs of anyone there. Also beat Pete Alonso in the second round, the reigning home run derby champion. Let's talk about Juan Soto a little bit more. At the top of the hour, we talked about what it would take for the Yankees to get Juan Soto. Not just for fun. I don't think the Mets will get Juan Soto, but I, I think it might be worth just exploring. What would it take for the Mets to get Juan Soto? Well, it would take Francisco Alvarez, for sure. Just got moved up to AAA. He would definitely be on his way to Washington if the Mets were to acquire him. And it would probably take Brett Beatty and Ronnie Mauricio as well, the Mets' top three prospects, along with you know a couple other maybe top 15 arms, let's say, maybe top 20 arms. Is it enough to get Juan Soto? No, probably not. The Yankees and the, Prod- and the Padres have a lot deeper of a farm system to work with, and I still think the Padres are maybe the most likely to end up with Juan Soto because of the strict need they have for offense right now. Right now, their offense is really not looking very good. 
especially without Fernando Tatis Jr., who still has yet to return. But that would be something to see Fernando Tatis Jr. and Juan Soto in the same lineup together. Right next to Manny Machado as well. That is, you put that top three against anyone in baseball's top three hitters. You probably win that debate if you're the San Diego Padres. And, you know, they have some nice accessory pieces as well. Jake Cronenworth, he's an all-star this year. Second all-star appearance for the San Diego Padres. And, you know, you hope that maybe Trent Grisham and Luke Voigt figure it out. Luke Voigt getting pretty unlucky in San Diego. Still hitting the ball as hard as he did in New York. He's still massive, in case anybody was wondering. 651, you're listening to WMBF. Welcome on WMBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. Let's say that you have an old cell phone. Without wiping its memory into the garbage it goes, but a police officer investigating a nearby crime spies the phone, repairs it, and begins scrolling through it, all without a warrant. Can they do that? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. This is the question attorneys in Hampton, Virginia, want the Supreme Court to answer. And it's another reminder to wipe all data from all unused devices. With computers, go further. Remove and destroy the hard drive. Because here's the answer the cops will get. A 1988 Supreme Court case, California versus Greenwood, the court ruled that no one has any reasonable expectation for privacy for anything in your garbage. The Fourth Amendment cannot stop police from seizing and searching your garbage. Remember... Wipe it before you discard it. I post breaking tech news 24-7 over at my website. That's commando.com. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people who you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash kim. That's linkedin.com slash Kim to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash Kim. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Kim. 6.54 on WMBF. Now it's time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4. The 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two more weeks and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. New York State Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting yesterday. It runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd, weather permitting. 
Motorists should anticipate travel delays and build extra travel time into their schedule. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. Scheduling is subject to change depending on weather and as overall project resources dictate. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity. Today, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Sunny with a high near 91 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 68 degrees, chance of rain 30%. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high near 93 degrees, heat index values as high as 97. So figure out a way to stay cool tomorrow. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., mostly clear with a low around 72 degrees, 30% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear, a little around 65. 6.57, you're listening to WMBF. I was 50. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. It's 6.58 here at WMEF. We're closing out hour number one here on Binghamton's First News with myself, Jance Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Coming up next, we'll have ABC News along with another news update from Kathy. And two more hours of First News on WMEF before we get into Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now live and local talk show. So, if you want to participate in the show today, if you want to ask him some local questions, start thinking of them now. Maybe check out WMBF.com or the WMBF app. See what stories have been written over the past couple days. I know Bob Joseph loves talking about his stories. Especially the Red Robin Diner. He was excited about that one. New owners for that. And for the next two hours or so, you'll have first news with me and Kathy. You know, your standard traffic and weather, news updates, Wall Street Now, entertainment updates, all that. Plus, I'm going to get to talk about baseball today because there's no other sports news. It's the MLB All-Star break. It's summer. No other sports are playing. The Home Run Derby was last night gives me the chance to really do my deep dives on the players, especially Juan Soto. Juan Soto, the potential future Yankee, future Met, or, you know, future Padre. I know people around here don't care about the Padres, but I am, in fact, wearing a San Diego Padres hat today. So try not to judge me too harshly for that. I just love Fernando Tatis Jr., man. He's just awesome. 
ABC News coming up next. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 64 degrees at 7.04. Right now, the dew point is in the uncomfortable range. It's above the 50-degree mark. It's at 63 The relative humidity, 96%. We do have a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms for the afternoon. Otherwise, sunny today and a high in the low 90s. The southern tier is finding very little relief from the heat following those few downpours late yesterday afternoon and evening. Emergency services officials say there were no major problems with flooding in spite of the ground being so dry that a quick blast of water tends to run right off instead of sinking into the soil. New York State Electric and Gas likewise reported no problems with only a few, very few, and widely scattered power interruptions in their entire NYSEG service area. The next few days will be an issue with a pull on the power system by air conditioners as very uncomfortable humid conditions persist. The National Weather Service office in Binghamton is predicting high temperatures today around 90 with dew points in the 60s. Conditions are in the uncomfortable range. Tomorrow, the temperature is expected to be a few degrees higher, and NOAA is predicting heat index values in the upper 90s. No heat advisories have been issued yet for the Twin Tiers or for Central New York. Heat advisories are already posted, though, for tomorrow for part of Eastern New York, the Capital District, the Hudson and Mohawk Valleys, and Taconics. WMBF First News Time, it's 7.05. An Oneonta man is being charged with over a half dozen felony counts following a 23-hour standoff that shut down a state highway in the Oneonta area over the weekend. New York State Police say 28-year-old Tyler Burr was accused of being involved in a theft from the Price Chopper supermarket nearby on June 20th and reportedly threatened officers with a bow and arrow Saturday when troopers tried to talk to him about it. The authorities say they went to a home on Emmons Hill Road in the town of Oneonta just before 8 p.m. on the 16th when Burr aimed a bow and arrow at them and then shot in their direction. State police and Otsego County Sheriff's officials established a perimeter, and State Route 7 and Emmons Hill Road were shut down. New York State Police Special Operations Response Team and Bureau of Criminal Investigation also responded to the scene. Authorities say Burr attempted to flee the home shortly after 7 p.m. Sunday and was taken into custody. There were no injuries. Burr is charged with four counts of felony menacing a police officer, three counts of felony criminal mischief, and felony burglary in connection with that June 20th theft from the price chopper. Investigators, investigators say more charges are possible. WMBF First News Time, 707. Family Opportunity Centers in Broome, Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, and Tioga Counties are among community and school-based programs that are eligible for up to $12 million in grants through the end of February 2026. New York State Office of Children and Family Services and the New York State Education Department are administering the state and federally funded grants to provide services to help reduce the risk of child abuse and maltreatment and to improve educational outcomes. The funding for the programs is coming through the federal community-based child abuse prevention program included in the American Rescue Plan. Prevention services offered can include formal and informal parenting, building social connections, 
meeting family needs, and even substance use disorders services if needed. Eligible applicants for the school funding must be New York State Public School Districts with a 2019-2020 economically disadvantaged student rate above the state average. While community programs can be faith-based or not, or school-based that are not-for-profit organizations and or public agencies. Applicants for the funding can go to the OCFS Funding Opportunities website for additional information and submission requirements. We will have a link to that coming up on our website, WMBF.com, in a little bit this morning. The White Conklin teenager charged with killing 10 black people in a racist mass shooting at a Buffalo supermarket is pleading not guilty to federal hate crime charges punishable by the death penalty. Along with hate crimes and weapon counts, the 27-count indictment returned last week accuses Peyton Jenrin of engaging in substantial planning to commit an act of terrorism. It also alleges he took aim at vulnerable older people at the Topps Friendly Market on May 14th. He pleaded not guilty to federal charges at an arraignment yesterday. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who halted federal executions last year, has not ruled out seeking the death penalty against the gunman, alleged gunman, who turned 19 in June. The Justice Department said a decision on whether or not to seek the death penalty would come later. WMBF News Time. It's 7.09, or news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. News. news Radio 1290, WMBF. 7.10 on WMBF. You're listening to hour number two of First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. On time for a check on traffic and weather. The Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, that's 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two weeks and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting yesterday, then runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd, weather permitting. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including a driveway access from Lenox Drive. A road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity, dew point is 63 degrees. I'm going to have a nice article on dew point and humidity up on WMBF in a little while. Today, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m. Sunny with a high near 86 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour. A 30% chance of rain. Tonight, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 89 degrees. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. 
Partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees. Chance of rain, 30%. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny with a high near 84 degrees, 50% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 63. It's 713. You're listening to WMBF. From a on WMBF. Time for a check on sports. Washington Nationals star Juan Soto won his first home run derby. He held off Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez in the final, 19-18. The 23-year-old Soto hit 53 total homers to win the midseason power showcase. He was locked in at the plate even during a tumultuous recent stretch packed with speculation about his possible departure from the Nats after turning down a huge contract extension. Soto beat Cleveland's Jose Ramirez 18-17 in the first round before getting past 42-year-old Albert Pujols 16-15 to reach the final. That contract extension was for $440 million. I know it sounds like a lot. But when you talk about Juan Soto and you talk about the production that he brings offensively, not so much defensively, not a great defender in the outfield, but offensively, He's probably worth more than $440 million. He can probably get close to half a billion dollars on this next contract. And who knows who it's going to be from? We know it's not going to be from the Washington Nationals. I would say 99% sure it's not going to be from the Washington Nationals. And there's a pretty good chance that Juan Soto is traded ahead of the upcoming trade deadline. Now, what does that trade look like? Well, the Yankees and the Mets are both going to be involved. We got some New York baseball fan action in there. San Diego Padres and St. Louis Cardinals are also rumored to be pursuing Juan Soto, but when it really comes down to it, I would say it's probably the Yankees or the Padres that end up with him. And it's tough to bet against the Padres because they have a very clear need in the NL West right now. It's a tough division, and they're not getting enough offense. Their pitching has really been carrying them, especially Joe Musgrove, who... I was begging for the Yankees to trade for Joe Musgrove a couple years ago. Ended up going to the Padres, and it worked out. You know, he's a San Diego kid. Pitched their first no-hitter in Padres history for them. So the story alone, Joe Musgrove pitching the first no-hitter for the San Diego Padres, the San Diego kid coming home, that was worth the Yankees missing out on Joe Musgrove. And it seems to have worked out pretty well for the Yankees. We ended up getting Jamison Tyone, who's been pretty solid for us this year. But back to Juan Soto. What does the trade for Juan Soto look like? Well, Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, Oswald Peraza, probably Ken Waltachuk, maybe a, a lesser-known name in the Yankee system who's been making a lot of noise in A. And it also includes Aaron Judge likely leaving in free agency. I don't see a scenario where the Yankees trade for Juan Soto. And then this offseason, when they offer Juan Soto the massive contract extension that he is rightfully deserved as a 23-year-old, could be getting close to half a billion dollars, I don't see a situation where they also re-sign Aaron Judge, who they did not sign to a contract extension this past offseason, and is likely to hit free agency now either way. 
I, I would say there's next to no chance that Aaron Judge and the Yankees work out an extension this late in the season. At this point, Aaron Judge's best bet is to wait for free agency and say, okay, well, how much can I get? Especially coming off a of what could be an MVP season for Aaron Judge. Should he win MVP? I don't know. I think Shohei Otani might have that award locked up for the foreseeable future just on his pitching and hitting ability. Is he the best at either? No, but I would say he's arguably top 15 at each. And when you put two top 15 hitters together, then all of a sudden you have a perennial MVP. But Aaron Judge would likely be leaving the Yankees this offseason if the Yankees were to trade for Juan Soto and then sign him to this massive extension. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep both of them especially because Juan Soto isn't that great defensively. So you put him out in right field because center field and left field in Yankee Stadium is very tough. You know, the Yankees were very fortunate to have Brett Gardner, who was a, a very good defensive center fielder, and be able to shift him into left field because there's a lot of real estate out there in left center field. There's a lot. People always talk about the short portion of Yankee Stadium. They never talk about left center field. But Juan Soto, a guy who would absolutely take advantage of that short porch and right field, a guy who walks a lot, who doesn't strike out a lot, hits the ball hard, could hit the ball in the air a little more often. Actually, last season, before Juan Soto participated in the home run derby, he had his career worst in launch angle. So we could be seeing another situation like 2021 where Juan Soto says, you know what, I'm hitting too many ground balls decides to go into the home run derby to fix his swing how often do you hear that a guy goes into the home run derby to fix his swing usually and what was the case with Aaron Judge in 2017 during his MVP caliber season probably should have won the MVP over Jose Altuve cheating allegations aside Aaron Judge's stats were simply better than Jose Altuve's all Jose Altuve really did was make more contact and strike out less but you look at the power numbers, you look at the walk numbers, you look at the amount of offense produced for your team, even defensive ability, Aaron Judge was a borderline gold glover. Or he might have won the gold glove. If he hasn't won a gold glove, he's right up there with among the best defensive right fielders in the game. So Aaron Judge is probably gone. Juan Soto signs a massive half a billion dollar extension with the New York Yankees, finishes his career in New York, is a perfect fit the entire time and you probably roll with an outfield of Juan Soto Aaron Hicks and Giancarlo Stanton depending on you could go out and look for another center fielder if you're not thrilled with Aaron Hicks Aaron Hicks has lost a lot of favor in the Yankees fan base after you know a couple rough years but people forget in 2019 against the Houston Astros that man put his entire career on the line needed surgery on his elbow said nope I'm still going to play in the American League Division Series, or the Championship Series. Hit a big home run in Game 5 of that series. Three-run homer off Justin Verlander. The Yankees went on to win that game. They ended up losing in Game 6 of that series at Houston. I believe that was a Raldis Chapman that gave up the walk-off homer to Jose Altuve, sparking the buzzer controversy and the tattoo controversy oh no don't pull my shirt off i have a bad tattoo the worst excuse of all time by jose altuve nobody knows the real reason oh jose altuve knows the real reason but you know if he wants to call in and explain the buzzer controversy i'll be glad to listen 
722, you're listening to WMBF. Wall Street now, a slow start to the week for stocks. That could turn around in today's trading. The Dow hit the closing bell down 216 points, but still above 31,000. The Nasdaq and S&P each lost 0.8% yesterday. Rising interest rates are putting a damper on the housing boom around the world, with many central banks doing the same thing as our Federal Reserve, hiking interest rates to slow inflation. Real estate markets in many countries have either slowed or have seen some home values start to fall. Federal prosecutors and safety regulators are inspecting warehouses in Florida, Illinois, and New York as part of a probe into working conditions at Amazon's sprawling facilities. They also want to know if the company has responded appropriately to worker injuries. Netflix will report its fiscal second quarter earnings after the market closes today. The streaming giant's anticipated loss of 2 million paying customers for the second quarter would be the worst quarterly decline in the company's history. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Even though people... Seven twenty-four on WMBF. We are now joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill. Karen, how's it going? Good morning, James. Pretty good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm having a great morning. So we got a little well, teaser for our big segment tomorrow. Hmm. So, you know what's in the news? The news is not all that great right now. So so far this year, James, stocks are down about eighteen point nine percent. The mortgage rates are up, so we're looking at about a 5.79% for a 30-year fixed, which is considerably higher than a year ago. And the jobless claims were up. So what do you do, and what about inflation? Well, inflation's definitely here, and people are feeling it everywhere. So we're going to talk about, you know... Has it gotten worse? And unfortunately, it has. And what does that mean for you and your household and your paycheck and, you know, the supplies that you need to buy, the groceries you need to buy? And we can't do much about those costs escalating, James, but we can maybe look into a different area within our budget to absorb some of that higher um, cost that we're seeing everywhere, drug stores, grocery stores, the gas tank, and, you know, just everything in general. But we need to keep going. We need to pay our bills. So how can we absorb that inflation and maybe, you know, squeak everything out? And what about the market? Should you be in? Should you stay out? Or what should you do? So we're going to talk about all of that tomorrow. That sounds fantastic. I, for one, am very much looking forward to it as somebody who does have a lot of bills to pay and not so much money to pay it with. Right? It's just the way of the world. I mean, we do have <clears throat> we do have the bills to pay. And, of course, it's becoming hotter and hotter. So our energy prices are, um, you know, going up. So you're paying more because if you're running your air conditioner longer than you should be and, and so on and so forth. But um, we'll, you know, we'll talk about those things in the morning. And if anybody would like to get a hold of us, they can reach us up on the parkway, 607-772-4898. We're above uh, Plato's Closet and Style Encore. They can Google us at KSO Insurance. And all our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. 
Well, that sounds great, and I'm very much looking forward to that conversation tomorrow. All right. You have a great day, James. Have a good one, Karen. That was Karen Sweet O'Neill giving us a little preview of what we're going to hear tomorrow when she calls in to tell us how to save a little bit of money, how we can afford to pay our bills. I know everyone's going to be interested in that. It's 727. You're listening to WMBF. Hey, I just... Seven twenty-eight on WMBF. Now time for a check on traffic and weather. New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two more weeks and is weather dependent as they remove the old bridge which carried Front Street over I-81. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting yesterday and running from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. And starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access in the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive. The road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m. Sunny with a high near 86 degrees. Winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour. 30% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 7 p.m. A partly cloudy with a low around 67 and a 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 89 degrees. Tomorrow night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny with a high near 84 degrees and a 50% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 63. It's 7.30. You're listening to WMBF. Almost three. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 64 degrees at 7.33. Forecast for today, sunny, a slight chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and a high in the low 90s. Two former White House aides are expected to testify at the January 6th committee hearings on Thursday as the panel examines what Donald Trump was doing as his supporters broke into the Capitol. Matthew Pottinger and Sarah Matthews are expected to testify. Both resigned immediately after the January 6th 2021 insurrection. Gas prices continue to gradually go down. Gas prices continue their descent from record highs, with the national average of a gallon of regular unleaded falling another 16 cents in the last week, according to the Energy Department. The cheapest gas can be found on the Gulf Coast at $4 even. The West Coast, especially California, still seeing the most expensive gas. And while prices are going down, drivers are paying on average $1.34 more per gallon than they were this time a year ago. Brian Clark, ABC News. 
WMBF First News Time, 734. Two Binghamton men are facing drug possession charges following a raid on a Conklin Avenue apartment. The Broome County Special Investigations Unit Task Force says they found approximately 6.07 ounces of methamphetamine, 43 alprazolam pills, 40 amphetamine pills, 31 sublingual suboxone films, a loaded Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun and drug packaging materials at the apartment on Thursday. Officers arrested 36-year-old Kenneth Everling and 33-year-old Jamel Nichols. The authorities say Everling is charged with four felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance, felony criminal possession of a weapon, and two misdemeanor counts of criminally using drug paraphernalia. Nichols was charged with two misdemeanor counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance. He was released to wait for his next date in court while Everling was sent to the Broome County Jail. New York State Police say an alleged theft from a grocery store is what ended up as a 23-hour standoff in Otsego County Saturday into Sunday. Troopers say 28-year-old Tyler Burr of Oneonta shot an arrow in their direction when they came to question him Saturday night about the June theft from the nearby Price Chopper. Burr was taken into custody as he tried to flee the home on Edmonds Hill Road. On Sunday night, there were no injuries. Troopers shut down State Route 7 from Emmons Hill Road to the Price Chopper parking lot, as well as Emmons Hill Road itself during the course of the standoff. Residents were told to avoid the area, but were given no explanation from about 8 p.m. Saturday. The area reopened around 7 on Sunday evening, with troopers releasing information about the standoff yesterday afternoon. Burr is facing felony counts of menacing a police officer and criminal mischief, as well as burglary in connection with a complaint on June 20th, the theft from that grocery store. The authorities say more charges are possible, Burr was sent to the Otsego County Jail. The state police thanked the public for their cooperation and patience during the whole incident. WMBF First News Time, 736. Pennsylvania State Police say a traffic stop in Bradford County has resulted in drug charges against a Laceyville man. Troopers say they found 47-year-old Donald Goble in possession of methamphetamine and was wanted by the Bradford County Sheriff's Office. Troopers say they stopped Goble near the intersection of State Route 187 and Echo Beach Road in Asylum Township around quarter after 2 in the morning on July 5th. A 22-year-old Lycoming County, Pennsylvania man is accused of having sexual contact with a teenage Bradford County girl. Pennsylvania State Police say Parker Patowski of Roaring Branch is charged with statutory sexual assault and corruption of minors in connection with the incidents involving a 14-year-old Canton girl in June. According to the state police in Tawanda, the incidents reportedly happened between around midnight on June 1st to midnight on June 25th at a location on East Union Street in Canton in Bradford County. No southern tier farms are on the list of agricultural sites getting New York State Farmland Protection Implementation Grants, but Assemblywoman Donna Lopardo of Endwell is praising expansion of the program. Fellow Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul announced more than $38 million will be awarded to 40 projects to protect over 11,000 acres of farmland. During the announcement, the governor also said the expansion of the Farmland Protection Program was planned to include agroforestry, equine, and wine sectors. 
In all, 11,772 acres of farmland across the state are to be protected and ensure the long-term viability of New York's farming operations. Many farmers are facing even more economic challenges in keeping family operations going with complications from supply chain issues, staffing, and others related to the COVID-19 pandemic. Some farms are being sold off or leased in parcels to other interests, including alternate energy developers of wind and solar farms instead of being placed in crops. It's 738, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Seven forty. You're listening to WMBS First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And Kathy, I'm still laughing about Mister Scruffy Scragglepants. Well, you know, it's a great name. It's a great <laughs> name, and every time I hear it, it makes me chuckle. Well, the thing is, now I get kind of some flack from the husband about naming animals. Because we've always had creative names for our animals. When I was growing up, I had uh, a guinea pig named Rhoda. But actually, my mother kind of was naming her Roto Rooter because she was a long-haired Peruvian guinea pig. And my mother thought it looked like something you'd clean a toilet with. So she named her Roto Rooter. Oh, boy. Yeah, I never. I only ever had dogs. And we just give them Irish names. Yeah, my first dog was named Murphy. My older dog, Murphy, it's long gone, but Flynn is the second dog, the older we dog We had a guy now. here named Liam that his dog was named Flynn, and it was like an Irish wolfhound or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we just got classic golden retrievers. Yeah, we had, we had a, a guinea pig that we asked my sister what she was going to name it, and she goes, oh, who knows? So the guinea pig's name was Who Knows. That is a very spot-on name. Yeah, I had, uh, let me see, we had... That's like that old joke, like, hi, Dad, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry, I'm Dad. Yeah. Uh, we had, uh, we had. let me see, Walter Cronkat. We've had, my, my husband said I was like uh, Ellie Mae Clampett from the Beverly Hillbillies where all the critters would come find her. And a stray cat found its way under, you know, our carport and I ended up keeping it. So we named it Ellie Mae Catnip. That's a good one. See, if I had like a lot of animals, I would probably get start getting creative with the names. My one greyhound now is named Kago. You open the door, you go, Kago. <laughs> I get that now. That makes sense. We had a D.O.G., D-O-G. You had a dog named D-O-G? D-O-G. D-I-O-G-I. D-O-G. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. So you just take these puns and you turn them into names that when the vet looks at and be like, what, you really named your dog Dog? Well, no, I had a dog named Fido, but it was spelled P-H-Y-D-E-A-U-X. I'm putting a little extra on that. Fido. Yeah, well, to pronounce it with the French pronunciation. Yep. Fido. Fido. P-H-Y-D-E-A-U-X. Yeah. Yep. Not a lot of great names. My dad wanted to name our, our youngest dog now. He wanted to originally name him Clancy, which I thought was just a horrible, horrible name for this dog. And Brody really fits because, you know, you get the, the name Brody. It sounds like, you know, some California surfer bro. And <laughs> Brody is a, an absolute menace that a hot, very high energy, very destructive so it makes sense that he would be named after some California surf bro. Now, Pirate Jack, Jack the Greyhound, is like Pirate Jack Sparrow, but Jack Greyhound. But his, actually, it's it's basically his racing name. His racing name was um, Max Jacks, so we just kept it as Jack. That's a good racing name. That sounds fast. Sounds like a fast dog. He it was, sounds like he if was I saw a that dog, fast dog fast. until the poor guy broke his leg and he was... Ah. 
Yeah, we we went through a bit with him, but he's a sweetie. A good, nice 90-pound sweetie. Yeah. Well, that's what you do when you go to, like, like Saratoga, right? You just pick the coolest horse name. Yeah. <laughs> or Tioga Downs. Or Tioga Downs, yeah. Yes. You just you say, oh, th- this horse has a cool name. I bet this Did horse that is Did that once fast. on our anniversary, <laughs> and I'd never bet on the ponies before. And we, uh, the very first race, we didn't know any better, so we just picked win on, you know, we didn't know you could do win, place, and show. Mm-hmm. I just, we just picked win on the name, uh, we like the name of the horse. And they come out and they tell you kind of the stats of the horse. And they were saying, oh, she has a great sire and dame, and they won this and this. And, and they go, but oh, you no. would have thought that with all her races, and she's come in like next to last, and everything, oh, what does this horse have? Three legs and one eye? What the heck? Darned if the horse didn't win and we got money. That horse bought us dinner that night. That's that's the awesome thing about like, when you go to the, like the horse track for the first time, you always win. It's always the is first time. Beginner's luck is so real. Okay. <laughs> so everybody go down to Tioga Towns if you haven't ever played the ponies before. Yeah, I'll say I went to I went to Saratoga um, last year for a friend of mine's bachelor party and i was just texting my mom and my aunt like hey here's the names of the horses for the next race like who should i pick and they went on like a nice little winning streak so I'm like yeah we've never done this before and they just picked the names of the horses that they like and i ended up winning a, too a bad you didn't play at the kentucky derby that was a wild race oh boy yeah no i've, I've the horse that wasn't even supposed to be in it you know i have gladly avoided those events because on long island when people go to like belmont for the belmont stakes it's it's a whole thing everybody's you oh. know they yeah, go out no. with the the big flowery hats and the well, yeah. bright well, colored Well, I'm just pants talking about whoever bought, bet on the, the this year's Kentucky Derby. Who saw that coming with that yeah. horse? Uh, yeah, some. Yeah, you always get those that one person who bets on like the the number 16 seed to beat the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. The first time it ever happens in history. Like, why did you why did you pick this? You know you shouldn't have, but like you did and you won. Well, I got my you, Mega but. Millions tickets last night, so you know if I'm not here, you know after tonight's drawing, you you'll yeah, I'll won. know that you won. <laughs> it's seven forty-five on WMBF. Almost three. Seven forty-six. Now time for a check on traffic and weather. Right now, New York State Department of Transportation is conducting single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. Work is expected to last approximately two weeks and is weather dependent. The Department of Transportation is also advising motorists that alternating lane closures will be in effect on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian starting yesterday. Work runs from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. The closures are necessary for pavement maintenance. Work is expected to be completed on Friday, July 22nd. And also starting yesterday, Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. Sign detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. Local traffic will continue to have access to the area, including driveway access from Lenox Drive, the road closure and detour are anticipated to be in place for approximately one week. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity. Today, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 4 p.m. Sunny with a high near 86 degrees and winds could gust as high as 21 miles per hour, 30% chance of rain. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees, 30% chance of rain. 
Wednesday, sunny with a high near 89. Wednesday night, chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m., partly cloudy with a low around 70 degrees, 30% chance of rain. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny with a high near 84, 50% chance of rain. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 63 degrees. 748, you're listening to WMBF. Some person. on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Washington National star Juan Soto won his first home run derby, holding off Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez in the final 19-18. The 23-year-old Soto hit 53 total homers to win the midseason power showcase, showing off his incredible talent. Soto was locked in at the plate even during a tumultuous recent stretch, packed with speculation about his possible departure from the Nats after turning down a huge contract extension a $440 million contract extension. Soto beat Cleveland's Jose Ramirez 18-17 in the first round before getting past 42-year-old Albert Pujols 16-15 to reach the final. Juan Soto could be coming to a New York team near you. Oh, maybe not near you if you're listening in the Binghamton area. Near the minor league affiliate of a team near you. Could be coming to the New York Mets. The Mets will at least call on Juan Soto. I don't know if they have the prospect capital to outbid the Yankees and the Padres for them. I still think the Padres are probably the most likely destination, but you could see Juan Soto move over the next couple weeks, and the Yankees, Padres, and Mets are all involved, as are the St. Louis Cardinals, and I imagine for some reason the Los Angeles Dodgers are probably involved in Juan Soto too. I mean, they absolutely fleeced the Nationals last year, or two years ago, for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I guess that was last year that that happened. So, of course, the you know the Dodgers see Juan Soto available. They're going to try and get Juan Soto because they're the Los Angeles Dodgers. But I still think he goes to the Padres. I like him for the Padres. I like a, I like a lineup that features Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto, and Manny Machado all together. It might be the best three-punch combo in all of baseball. 752, you're listening to WMBF. First... on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends. Twitter is trying to hold Elon Musk to his $44 billion deal to acquire the company. A judge in Delaware hears arguments today about Twitter's request for a September trial in its lawsuit of Elon Musk. Musk indicated last week he wants out of the deal, arguing the company misled him about fake accounts or bots on the platform. It's viewed as more of a buyer's remorse from Musk, and obviously the bot fake account issue is front and center. But Wedbush securities analyst Dan Ives says Musk's lawyers have to prove that bots have a material adverse effect on Twitter, which Wall Street doesn't buy. I think it's viewed by the street that the upper hand clearly is Twitter weed these people. Ives says when all is said and done, the court could hold Musk to the original deal or some sort of settlement that would ultimately end with him paying significant sum of dollars, what's called five to ten billion to Twitter. With Tech Trends, I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Finding WNBF. 
7.58 on WMBF. We'll do a quick check on traffic and weather. We have single and double lane closures and occasional slowdowns in alternating directions on I-81 from exit 6 to exit 4, the 1781 split. We have alternating lane closures on State Route 434 in the village of Appalachian. It's running from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. all week. And Clubhouse Road will be closed from New York State Route 434 to Lenox Drive in the city of Binghamton. And signed detours will be in place to direct traffic to Vestal Avenue and Lenox Drive. National Weather Service forecast today. Right now about 64 degrees, 96% humidity. Chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 4 p.m. Sunny with a high near 86. Tonight, chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 4 or 7 p.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 67, 30% chance of rain. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 89. Tomorrow night, a chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 a.m. Partly cloudy with a low around 70. Thursday, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly sunny with a high near 84. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 63. You're listening to WMBF. Even though people- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Don't change the channel. We got another hour of first news coming up.